and welcome into another episode of the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast. I'm Ben Mandel, joined by Mikey D, Tom Leone. Central Division today. We broke down the Atlantic Division last week. Now, guys, Central Division. I feel like there's a lot more excitement to talk about, despite this division probably not being as good as the last division. Uh, for starters, you have Connor Bedard going to the Chicago Blackhawks, Logan Cooley going to the Arizona Coyotes, Nashville, are they going to be good? Minnesota, do they take a step back? Does Dallas take that next step and overtake Colorado for the top spot in the Central Division? You know, does Winnipeg take a step back with no Blake Wheeler? What are the St. Louis Blues? So there are certainly a ton of question marks and definitely a lot of intrigue, I think, in this division. Maybe even one of the most interesting divisions that doesn't all have the best talent, if that makes sense, guys. So let's dive right in. We're going to go into the Chicago Blackhawks because they were they finished last last year in the central and that landed them connor bedard he slots in as their top line center he's going to play with taylor hall and tyler johnson so interesting line mates for the youngster we'll see how that works out uh they still have andreas Antonasio, ryan donato you know taylor radish is solid uh, Nick Felino is there on defense. They have Seth Jones. He's locked up through 2030. But, I mean, outside of that, Alex Vlasic, Connor Murphy, not really too much to love. Uh, Peter Morazic and Arvid Soderblom are the goaltenders. Guys, what do you make of the Chicago Blackhawks? I know Connor Bedard is here, but you aren't necessarily expecting them to – compete are you no no i think that that first line will be fun and and you know th- they got two number one overall picks on one line and that's exciting but i think they finished last again i think that even with bedard i think he's you know gonna be new to the league he's a rookie and he's gonna have a learning curve i think he'll still be a beast but every first you know overall pick doesn't necessarily come on and just completely flip a franchise look it's taking a couple of years for you know jack hughes and company to flip and he's sure to flip the devil so I think they'll finish last again. I like what they did. I think they're setting themselves up for a really bright future, but this isn't the year. And I think the other teams in the division added enough to, to keep Chicago at the bottom. So, so I'm expecting Chicago to finish last in the central for sure. Right with Tom there. I think that they finished last as well. Obviously Bedard is going to be there. I think this season's just to see what Bedard's got, right. And see what the first overall pick is going to do for them just to watch them shine. Hopefully God, you know, I'm room for them, but you know, they surrounded with this like veteran talent, like just old veteran talent, like how much is that going to do for him? Right. Um, so I just think it's the year uh, for Bedard to just, you know, excel, hopefully get better. I know obviously you don't know what he's actually yet in the, in the NHL, but we're going to find out this year, especially on this team, I think where he is, like the main talent and that's why they got him. So I got the Blackhawks finishing last in this division as well. Just excited to see what Bedard does. Yeah. I think this is a team that's going to finish last because they are just at the bottom in terms of talent. I know they got Bedard, but I think everybody else in the division took a big step up and that is including the team we're going to talk about next, the Arizona Coyotes. Now, Arizona, I don't know about you guys, but I actually was hanging out with my girlfriend on uh, Friday night last week. And as she was leaving, I got a notification on my phone. It was perfect timing. The Australia preseason game is going on. I'm like, yes, now I can watch some hockey. Perfect. And I saw the Logan Cooley goal. As it happened, it was awesome. Really love to see it. 
you know, he's someone who right now they have slotting in on the second line in that preseason game. He was on the fourth line, but the number three overall pick looks extremely talented. They figure he's going to be playing with Alexander Kerfoot and Jason Zucker. Their top line of Barrett Hayton, Nick Schmaltz, and Clayton Keller looks really good as well. Nick Bukestad on that third line is another very strong piece. I think Arizona is definitely a lot better. Oh, by the way, another big piece they added on defense, Matt Dumba. So, you know, if Carol Vizmelka and Connor Ingram can do their thing in goal, this is a dangerous team in Arizona and the rebuild might be coming around and mullet arena might be the most fun place in hockey this year. I, I was just about to say that mullet arena has the potential to be rocking this year, uh, which just fits their name, that name of the arena. Great. Probably the best arena name in, in the league. And yeah, I think to your point, Ben, I just think they made really underrated moves and people are going to think Arizona. They're going to think is the Arizona Coyotes. They're going to be a pushover this year. Do I think they make the playoffs? No, because I think their goaltending is in question and their depth is in question to me. I think their top line is one of the most underrated lines in the NHL. I mean, from a betting perspective, I absolutely cashed Arizona Coyote games last year because those three at the top just just scored all the time. Uh, power play points, all that kind of stuff. I just cashed and and they're they're one of my favorite lines to watch, uh, but. I can't ex- I can't go with that brash and say they're going to make the playoffs or push for a playoff spot. I think they're going to be extremely improved. I think they still finish between six or seven in the division. I don't think that changes too much, but watch out Arizona in the next year or two. They're going to just keep adding to the pieces they've already added this offseason and Logan Cooley, third overall pick to build around. I mean, just, just all head in the right direction for them. I love Logan Cooley. I think he is a stud. Obviously, Ben, I, I know you saw uh, the play. I know exactly what you're talking about. That was awesome. Uh, you know, Tom and I have a, a group chat we share some plays with. You know, we should have shared it with you, Ben, but we got to share that play with each other. That was absolutely awesome. Um, but obviously, on top of Cooley, you know, this Arizona team kind of is like the underdog you want to root for. Like, they're just not there yet, but they do have such underrated talent around them. You know, I love playing Kyle. I love Nick Smalls. I think they have so much talent on that team. They're just not there yet. I mean, if you look at their 12 forwards, I don't think any of them is over six foot. Like they're like these, like these uh, little (laughs) giants that you want to root for. Um, But uh, when it comes to Arizona, like like Tom said, I think if you give it a year or two, um, they're eventually going to get there. They just, you know, have to put it all together with the talent that they have. So all Arizona fans could do is just kind of hope and just watch and enjoy at the moment, especially with Cooley coming in. Uh, But, you know, just not there yet, but eventually they're going to be. Yeah, and another thing to point out, um, a lot like with the Atlantic Division, was the Pacific Division is likely going to have at least four playoff teams as well. When you consider Vegas, Edmonton, and Los Angeles all got better at the very least. The Seattle Kraken didn't get worse. You figure the Calgary Flames Did they get better? Did they get worse? Did they stay the same? Vancouver's better under Rick Tockett. San Jose made moves to get better. The only team that's not figuring to at least be better in the Pacific is Anaheim. So you you have a lot of competition in the West this year. I think we're going to see those bottom teams in the West start to get more competitive as we see the East transition as teams like Boston and Washington start to fall towards the bottom and into their rebuilds. So next team though, 
we're going to dive into. It is the St. Louis Blues and another one of those teams that may be the one that takes the biggest step backwards. You know, we saw them become sellers at the deadline last year, something that's new for them. They still have talent on the roster. They brought in Kevin Hayes. Um, You know, I don't know. I don't think that this is a much better team from last year. The top line is good. Robert Thomas, Pavel Bushnevich, Jordan Cairo. But behind that, Braden Saad is washed. He is not the player he was in Chicago. Braden Shen is is okay. He's a solid player. Kasperi Kapanen is a good player. Jacob Veron is a good player. Hayes will score you some goals, but he's reaching the twilight of his career. Tom, you know very well about Sammy Blay. Uh, you know, defensively, is is Nick Letty really a top pairing defenseman at this point in his career? Not really. Colton Pareko is good. Love the guy. I think that was a good extension to sign for them. Tory Krug, though, he's constantly been hurt. Justin Falk's hurt again as well. Callie Rosen is okay, but you know, the other thing to question is is Jordan Bennington a goaltender of the future? Or are we going to see the 23-year-old Joel Hofer, someone who I saw plenty of in Springfield play? And I'll tell you right now, the 23-year-old Joel Hofer definitely caught my eye in Springfield when he played in the AHL and definitely could be someone that I think maybe finally pushes Bennington and his antics to the bench. I just think with uh, the Blues, Ben, I think it is based off, you know, our team that we talked about in our last pod with that division. I think with this this team and this division, I think it is all based on the goaltending for this team again for Bennington to see how's he going to do. Are we going to get the phenom, you know, that helped to win the Stanley Cup a couple years ago? Or are we, or like you said, are we going to see the backup? You know, it, 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 we need a more focused year out of Bennington to see if they compete and, you know, have a bounce back year compared to what they had last year because it wasn't impressive. But uh, I mean, some of the additions that they had were, were decent. I mean, they got the Philly legend, Kevin Hayes. I don't know what he's going to do, but he's going to fit in with those top six and forwards and everything like that. But Philly um, legend uh, is, uh, is, in, is an interesting choice of words right there. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it. I just know I, I, I hate Philly. So I had to say it. you also but, um, hate the other team he came up with. So it, it, that it's is perfect. That is fair. That is fair. <laughs> I just had to bring up Philly because I hate them the most. But at the same time, um, I do just think it's based around Bennington and how he does this year. And you know, they're either gonna they're either gonna to swim or sink. That's basically how the Blues are gonna go this year. I don't and I just don't know how to feel with them, but obviously they're out of, they're out of my playoff contention for me. To me, uh St. Louis, I think and I could be completely I don't watch a lot of St. Louis Blues hockey. So sorry, outsider sports, you know, hockey fans. I'm sorry I don't watch a lot of St. Louis Blues hockey. But the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of the St. Louis Blues is slow. It's slow. And I feel like the league, like one of the slowest teams is the St. Louis Blues. And I think they just have a lot of mid players. Like I think St. Louis, I think slow and I think mid. And I not think not slow. Not slow. I, I'm okay. gonna I'm tell you right wrong. now. Okay. I, I'm gonna slow. read off. That top line has got some speed, and Robert Thomas d- d- and Jordan Kairos are are very fast. Yeah, and but I they're depth wise. You know, Bush- you know Bushnevich, you know Sammy Blay, but Jacob Verana's okay. Yeah, uh, Hayes is slow, but Nick Letty is one of the fastest players in the league. He can okay. skate with McDavid, and interesting. Th- 
No, and so like I said, I don't watch a lot of St. Louis Blues hockey, Nick, and I don't Nick really Lenny, care for so, them too much. I, I just so wanted, I wrong. didn't want you to, I didn't want <laughs> you to get get tore up for that. No, they're they're definitely not slow, but they okay. they. I agree that they are mid. I think the top line is good, but they have absolutely no depth. Kevin Hayes being a big free agent sign or not, big off season move because it was a trade is not enough. Yeah, I listen. I could. <laughs> It's going to sound bad coming from a pod that's supposed to talk about hockey. There are a few teams in all of the sports that I root for that I care less about or pay attention to than the St. Louis Blues. And there's something about there's something about them. Kind of reminded me of like the NFL with the St. Louis Rams. I could never like I love so relevant. I love sports. They're just so like they won a Stanley Cup. I almost forget they won a Stanley Cup. The only reason I remember it is this Gloria, right? Uh, in that song yeah, because you know I'm an Italian. I'm Italian. It's an Italian song that they use the American version for it's like uh, mid they're mid and that's why i'm like you know what it is what it is they got Buchnevich, they fleeced my team and that's the you know that's their coup de gras so yeah i was completely wrong thanks ben for calling me out uh but they're no, mid. No, no. Like they feel <laughs> mid in the in the division hey you gotta call me out when i'm wrong listen hey hey i know I a just... lot about hockey but not the st louis blues <laughs> Look, I got you there. Well, the next team we're going to jump into, I know you said you're a little bit more excited for, so I know you know a bit more about, and that's the Nashville Predators. You bring in Ryan O'Reilly. You have Cole Smith, Philip Forsberg on that top line, Gustav Nyquist, Cody Glass, Dennis Gurionov. I think Gurionov is definitely a sneaky pickup. That guy can move. He is fast. Uh, Colton Sissons on that third line anchoring things with uh, Yakov Trinan. Uh, the fourth line, uh, you know, some new faces, nothing really familiar there. Roman Yossi is still there. Luke Shen is still there. Ryan McDonough gets traded uh, to Nashville, and he has been there since. Tyson Barry's there. I think Tyson Barry might be the most overrated defenseman in the league, to be honest with you. I, I agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, even in Edmonton, he was just completely oh, overrated. I mean, but you've got you, uh, UC Zaros between the pipes. I think this is going to be a better team. I think Barry Trotz comes in and definitely helps shake up the culture i think that this is going to be a very good team in nashville do i think they're a playoff team yeah but you know i think that they're definitely going to be a lot more competitive and they're going to be a lot like arizona where they push i think they squeak in to the playoffs i really do because i try this is how i envision nashville season season going they are competitive into the trade deadline and they have the best hockey my, hockey guy in my opinion in the league right now on Barry Trotz and they have an amazing head coach and I think Barry Trotz if he sees guys like Forsberg and Yossi and McDonough playing well and they're competitive and they're in the hunt come the trade deadline he's going to be aggressive and he's going to bring in players that not only help the now but will help the future for Nashville and I don't see them as like a team that's in a rebuilding stage I feel like they're in that kind of they feel they have the the pieces based on, you know, the signings that they brought in, you know, like a Ryan O'Reilly, you don't bring in a Ryan O'Reilly unless you feel like this team's got some juice and to get them to the trade deadline to possibly add an expiring contract or a young player that maybe is not panning out or you add depth to that fourth line, because as the season goes on, you need to roll more lines. That's how I envision Nashville seasons going. I expect a huge season from UC Soros. I think Andrew Burnett is going to 
cement themselves as one of the better coaches in the NHL. And I think Nashville gets into the playoffs. Do I think they dominate and lock in a playoff spot like from the get-go and just become a stop? No, they don't have the talent for that. But I like the moves they made. They brought in a winning culture. They brought Barry Trotz is just planting the seeds. And everywhere Barry Trotz has gone, it's been a competitive team that can make the playoffs and you don't want to play them in it. And I know he's not the coach, but he's building the same culture. And that's why I like Nashville. And I, that's why I think they sneak in the playoffs. Big fan. That's my second team. I hate the whole second team thing, but if there was ever a second team for me, it's the Nashville Predators. Big, big fan of them. Fair enough. The, betting wise. I do. We, we go to one game in Nashville one time. and, and We win a shit ton of money. I'm like, oh, I got a jersey. And All because of Phil Forsberg is the biggest cash cow that the Lost league has to offer. Games. Did you guys get to uh, experience the We Want Frosties chant? We did not, but dude, no, we, we went to the Predators Maple Leafs game where Forsberg bro- broke the all-time scoring record for the Preds. We were at that game, oh, and then sh- we put like heavy money on him like two days before in Philadelphia, and he scored that crazy goal between his legs. <laughs> and then we put we put the winnings on him again that night, and with a bunch that's of awesome. other guys to score, it was just fucking electric. Dude, that's sick. It was all it was no. like a five-three comeback. So- it was awesome. I actually went um, – I went to a Flyers-Predators game, actually. Philly-Preds game in Nashville. I just happened to be in Nashville. And um, it was, like, winter break of my junior year of high school. So, like, it, it was a while ago. But the Preds had a thing where if they scored five goals, you got a free Frosty from Wendy's. So, oh, once nice. they scored the fourth goal, the whole stadium just chanted the whole time. We want frosty. <laughs> Who the hell doesn't want a frosty? Yeah. Crowd, yeah, just an underrated yeah. environment. It well, is word, and I mean, hey, the goal song is just so much fun. The yelling like at it. the other team, it. yeah, it's hey, you suck. It's all your fault. It's all your <laughs> <Awesome>. fault. <Yeah. laughs> such an underrated environment for sure. Oh, yeah, you can see why Tom makes in the second team. But yeah, sure. Mike, let's hear hear your thoughts on Nashville though. I'm I'm nice and quick in Nashville, but I'm I'm kind of on the same boat as you because I mean I, you haven't spoken yet, but I think that you don't think Nashville gets in. I'm in the same way. I just think they're they have so much talent, but they're just not there yet. But what's exciting about Nashville is that even if they don't make the playoffs this year, we get to see what Trotz does in the offseason next year. Cause we, that's what he's known for. He's just known for doing crazy trades, crazy moves. And that's what something that the Nashville fan base could be excited for and hopeful for, even if they don't make it into the playoffs this year. So that's just a, it's the Trotz era in Nashville. And obviously they got one of the best coaches on the market in, in Burnett. So I'm excited to see what he does. And, you know, I think they have a lot of talent, but I just don't think they compete just yet, you know, with the other guys, that, the other teams that have going into the playoffs in this division. But, you know, the future is bright for Nashville. I just don't think it's there yet this season. Yeah, I mean, look, it was time to move on from John Hines. It was time for management to move on. I think Trotz, you know, he brings winning wherever he goes. So it should be exciting. He got to get work in midseason last year. So he already was able to lay the groundwork this year. But yeah, let's let's get into our next team, and that is the Winnipeg Jets. And this is a team that squeaked into the playoffs last year. They still have Shifley. They still have Kyle Connor. Outside of that, you know, you bring in Nito Niederreiter. 
I don't know how good of a move that is. Cole Perfetti, solid. Nikolai Ehlers can play, but he's another one who's always hurt. Adam Lowry is a talented player, but I don't love Mason Appleton. I don't think that, you know, Vladislav Nemestikov is is that big of a move for them that moves the needle. Morrissey's a good defenseman, but outside of that, they have absolutely no depth. I think Pionk is is one of those guys that just hasn't taken the next step we all wanted him to. I think that Dylan DeMello is eh. Brendan Dillon is not that good. Nate Schmidt is solid, but you know, not great to be honest with you as your uh, sixth defenseman or fifth defenseman with Dylan Sandberg there. I think Connor Hellebuck is going to end up getting traded. They brought in Laurent Bressois to be the backup. The th- both goaltenders, 30 years old. Um, but guys, what, what do you make of Winnipeg? Does Connor Hellebuck stay in Winnipeg? And how long does it take for Tom Fitzgerald to pull the trigger and bring Hellebuck to New Jersey? Damn, I hope that happens. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I think the, I think and it would still be the what fourth best goal in the division or third best goal in the division. Um, I'd say third. I'd say third. <laughs> I'd say third. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh I, I think this is the year that sends uh Winnipeg into a full rebuild. I don't think they wanted to commit to it completely in the offseason. I think by two, three months in, they realize, you know, if they can get a good deal for Shifley, let's move them. Let's move Hellebuck probably hold on to Connor if he's okay with going into a rebuild and try to build that way. I don't, I don't see them being any good uh, at all. I think teams like Nashville will jump them. I think Arizona will push, push them. And I think this is the year they'll take a step back and go, we didn't want to commit to this. Like I said earlier, we don't want to commit this in the off season. We don't want to send that message to our fans, our loyal fan base. We're going to try with these guys. I don't think it's going to work out for them. I think they're heavy sellers at the deadline where a lot of good teams want to pick up that talent that you mentioned, Ben. The Perfettis, the Appletons, the the Schmitz, the Hullabucks, the Shifleys, and they go complete rebuild, stock up on picks, and that's it for Winnipeg. And then talk to us in a couple of years when we're previewing this division and maybe Winnipeg's back at the top. But that's that's what I envision for this for this team, finishing bottom of the division. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Tom there. I just think that there is like this dark, gloomy cloud that's over this franchise right now. And I just think that the roster that they had and the talent they had, they kind of had like their day in the sun and now it's crumbling down and they're all stale. It's just like something needs to change uh, for this organization. And, you know, uh, when it comes to Hellebuck and, and, and Sheffield, they're, they are going to be UFAs. Obviously, after the season ends, I don't think they stay. I just think there's going to be so much change with this Winnipeg team, even – during the season, by the end of the season, I think there's going to be change. Um, you know, it's kind of a good thing because you want to see competitive cycle in your organization, especially with all this talent leaving and changing. You know, you kind of want a change in Winnipeg. But I think that's why they take such a downfall this year is because of that situation and everything that's going on there. I just, they, they you know, their their GM and their head coach, they just need to, you know, find a way to, to uh, make a competitive cycle on this organization because it seems like a downfall so far. Yeah, it really hasn't been good. And look, I think Winnipeg is not a playoff team this year. I think that they are actually going to finish second to last in this division. They may push Chicago for the bottom. I think that, you know, they are one of the worst teams in the Central this year. One of the other teams, though, that is hard to figure out is the Minnesota Wild because you still have Kirill Kaprizov. The Kirill, the the thrill, can't stay healthy come playoff time, Kaprizov. You have Matt Zuccarello, Marcus Johansson, Joel Eriksson-Ack, 
Ryan Hartman, Matthew Boldy is locked up, Frederick Gaudreau, Marcus Felino. They that hit us with their big addition. Yeah, Pavaroon. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Marco Rossi. You have uh, Spurgeon and Middleton on defense, Jonas Brodeen and Brock Faber, John Merrill, Kalen Addison. Um, and look, I think everyone expects Philip Gustafson to be the starter uh, once again this year. Uh, I know Flurry played a majority of the games at 46 last year, but it was Gustafson who really took things over. Um, you know, Flurry, he 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 didn't really even play come playoff time. So I'll I'll be interested to see exactly how that does play out. But guys, Minnesota, Tom, they were your darlings last year. Do they get back in? Are they finally going to, you know, actually move past some of this past failure or are they finally going to end up heading into a rebuild where everyone but Kirill and Boldy are gone uh that that point right there the latter that's what's going to happen they were my darling last year I believed in them I thought they were really deep and they were playing really solid hockey towards the end of the season which which I appreciated and it bought me in right uh, but no, they're going. They're going to go into rebuild. I mean, when a guy like Matt Zuccarello at some point is not going to play up to that level, and if he takes a step back at any point this year, it's just going to derail their team in that first line tremendously. Uh, I don't think their defense is good, and their goaltending is suspect. To your point, I mean, Gustafson maybe can take a step and 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 have a good year this year, but relying on guys like Flurry probably playing, you know, at least half of the games, he's. In short, I think Minnesota is getting older in areas that are very important to stay consistent in this league. And I think they're going to reach a point like Winnipeg where they're going to have to sell those guys and they're going to have to commit to a rebuild and building around Curl the Thrill and guys like Matthew Boldy that play more of today's NHL and you can build around. The guys they have there kind of play old school hockey and it's not translating. And I think this is the year they it catches up to them. Crow the thrill. I like that, Tom. That was good. Um, <laughs> come on, you know that's his nickname. I did not come up with No, that. no, it is. I just, I just, you know, you know I me. Know, I don't, I don't know much. I don't hear much. So I, I, I said I it back. 10 minutes I, ago. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention short term memory likes loss. To give, Mikey D likes to Mikey D likes to give me credit for things. Oh, like always. Uh, I mean, Thank he you. is my he is my one co-host. I got you, Ben. You know, I love you. And I'm sorry. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> you, you got you get the credit. But when it comes to Minnesota. I know you don't care. I know you, you just hit me like a wall there. When it comes to Minnesota, I mean, can we make a case that they still have enough talent for them to make the postseason? Absolutely. But uh, with them, like, can we really bank on these veterans like last gas of of their careers to to propel them into making the postseason again and even getting out of the first round? Because like clearly, home ice advantage is not going to be their thing, and and just for them making the second round of playoffs is a stretch for this team. Uh, because of the veteran status and everything like that. But they do have a lot of cap space. Uh, they still have three spots they could fill, you know, before, you know, training camp and everything like that, uh, you know, when it, like by the end of training camp, I'm sorry. Um, so we can see what they could do, but I just don't think that these veterans can hold on much longer. And I don't think Minnesota makes it this, in this division either. Yeah, I think one more thing I want to say about them is, too, that their scoring was a problem last year, and I don't think they improved it enough. No, at they all, definitely. actually. 
<laughs> they didn't. So I, no, it's they just going to go backwards. Didn't. Yeah, they did not. They definitely <laughs> did not. And look, I think Minnesota, they're a fringe team, but I think they definitely have the talent to get back in. I think that, you know, hey, their goaltending is good enough. But let's move on to Dallas because this is an extremely talented team and a lot of people are picking the Dallas Stars to win the Stanley Cup this year. You have a top line of Jason Robertson, Rupe Hintz, and Joe Pavelski. Very, very strong top line. Oh, the second line, Jamie, Ben, Wyatt, Johnston, Evgeny Dedanov. Another great line. Mason Marchman, Matt Duchesne, Tyler Sagan. What did we let the Dallas Stars build on offense? Oh, by the way, you still have Amiro Haskinen on defense with Ryan Suter, Essa Lindell, and Niels Lundqvist. You have uh, Thomas Harley and Yanni Hockenpah for defense. Oh, and by the way, the Otter, Jake Ottinger in goal, and Scott Wedgwood, a solid backup, who put up a 272 goals against and a 915 save percentage in 21 games played. By the way, the Devils waived him, so Dallas was able to grab him the year uh, they went through six goalies. What were they thinking? But yeah, let's let's stick with the stars because we got to stay on topic. Mikey D, tell us about them because they were the team you were all over last year. I'm all over them last year. I'm all over them this year. They are going to be a threat again. And it sucks that they didn't meet expectations fully. Obviously, they made it far last year, but they should have made it farther. But now, I mean, like literally, they just got Matthew Shane and this guy's going to be a third liner for them. Like, that's crazy. They have so much talent all around the board on this team. But one thing I do know about Dallas teams, I'm not bringing up another sport, you do not get too overhyped on them because they will let you down. Coming from another Dallas fan in the NFL department. But besides that, though, they are... Yeah, yeah, all around. Honestly, all around. (laughs) Just Dallas is cursed, Arlington, whatever you want to call it. But either way, they are a serious cup threat. They deserve to be. They literally have an excellent player top tier in each of their respective positions all around. So they definitely deserve to be a threat, and I'm excited to see how far they get this year. Hopefully they make it all the way because they have the talent to do so. Mikey D will attest to this, Mike. Get my back here. Who is one of my favorite players in the NHL? Dude, I don't know. I feel like it's Joe Pavelski. Come on, Mike. You know this. It's Matt Duchesne. Come on. Ah. You know this. I love Did he you money one time? How am I supposed to know that? <laughs> no. no, come on. No, no. Matt Duchesne is – I have his jersey, a national jersey from Matt Duchesne. Like, Matt Duchesne has always been one of my favorite players since his Columbus days. And I'll say this. I'm, this team is so impressive. I, I, I think they might be my Stanley Cup pick because they showed the grit. They showed the moxie last year in the playoffs. Their goaltending is deep, which you need throughout the season because you can play Wedgwood and trust them and still win hot games and save Ottinger for the long playoff. I'm like, they have so many options. They're so deep. Uh, they can they position themselves where they can make moves at the deadline as well. They are going to be the team that beat in this division. I know Colorado, which we're going to talk about, but it's Dallas for me, and this team is going to take that next step. Rupe Hintz is turning into a superstar before everybody's eyes. That playoff run last year was disgusting. He was a beast. Any big goal they needed, any spark they needed came from Rupe Hintz. Jason Robertson, superstar, uh, and they just just have winners. They just have winners on that team, and they're ready to take that jump, and I think it's going to happen. So not only am I going to predict them to make the playoffs, and win this division. But on the record, I'm going on the Dallas Stars will be my Western Conference representative for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, Tom. Tom it's, New Darling. Not a, it's not a bad pick, but thank you. Thank there's you. one other team in the Central Division that I think got better. 
The Colorado Avalanche, yeah, maybe the top line takes a hit because you have Jonathan Drouin who's slotting in there, but you still have Nathan McKinnon and Nico Rantanen. A second line consisting of Ryan Johansson, Arturi Lekkinen, and Valerie Nachuskin. A third line. None of these guys were on the Colorado Avalanche this year. They built this line this offseason, and I love it. It consists of Miles Wood. Ross I know why you love it. <laughs> Ross I Colton I do and like Tomas Tatar. And I think that this line provides a perfect amount of speed, grit, and honestly, for checkability. I think this line's going to cause a lot of problems, and we're going to see career years for Miles Wood and Ross Colton, along with Tomas Tatar having a step back up this year. I think he's still going to, you know, be he's, he's at the that point in his career you know the defense for Colorado when you have a top pair of Devin Tays and Kale McCarr you're in good shape Bowen Byram and Samuel Gerard Jack Johnson Josh Manson they're all solid I still think the goaltending's a problem with Georgiev but the rest of this roster I love I think they got better offensively and Colorado's ready to make another run at the cup yeah Ben I'm with you with Colorado you can is there a team like you can never count out right you know you know, last year they got upset in the first round. I woke up upset, and they had three three two games against Kraken and one two one game. Like they literally, they got stunned by the the uplift in the Kraken team. But I just think this is a redemption year for them, right? I think they have a chip on their shoulder. They're bringing in talent in. They still got so much talent from their cup year. I just think that Colorado is a team you can never count out. They kind of like, sorry to bring up that ball game, but they kind of remind you of like the Chiefs. Like they're always in it. They're always going to compete. Um, so I just think that Colorado is going to have a chip on their shoulder. They're coming into this year blazing hot. And yes, Tom, Miles Wood and Thomas Tatar are going to be the difference. Not really, but I just wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> Listen, hey, the reason why I think they're not going to be able to beat the Dallas Stars after the division and go deep in the playoffs is a, is a player that used to be on my former team, and that's Alexander Yorgiev. Their goaltending, to me, I can't get over it, right? It was one thing a couple years ago when they had Grubauer, and right, that was their goalie, correct? Yeah. No. Yeah, it was Grubauer. That's what I thought. They had Grubauer, and then Grubauer and, um, went to Seattle. Yes, yes, exactly. See, I get him, I get uh, Grubauer confused with um, the... They do have Pavel uh, Francois on injured yeah, reserve. For- Okay, I I was uh, I get Grubauer confused with uh, Dubnik because I think they played with each other in Minnesota, mm. correct? Yeah, the, whatever. But long story short, their goaltending is why I don't believe in them. I agree with everything you and Mikey D said. I think that third line is probably one of the best third lines in the the NHL, or one of the best bottom six forward units in in the NHL, if not the best. Uh, so it's but to me, every time I think about them, like even right now, it's just like I can't I. Alexander Georgiev is never going to win a Stanley Cup. I don't care how good the team around him is. Unless another goalie steps up, he's never winning a Stanley Cup because when the going gets tough, he lifts up soft goals. He's going to struggle. And that was his problem in New York. That's why he couldn't beat out Igor for the starting position. He had the chance. He did not. And Igor just took it by the reins. Georgiev will never win a Stanley Cup. And that's why I can never pick the Colorado Avalanche unless they change their goalie. So Uh, I have strong feelings. Did Georgiev win a Stanley Cup in Colorado? No, he was on the Rangers that year. Was he? Yeah, he was. He played a game against Pittsburgh in round one. He gave up that goal oh, in in game hmm. three when the Rangers made that comeback and they pulled Igor. And he oh, gave that that's right. right. His it legs was Dar- in the third Darcy Kemper, Kemper was the goalie that year for Colorado and Grubauer. I think I think they had both of them. No, I think Grubauer went in the expansion year. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Either that or the year after. Maybe. Those three guys: Grubauer, Dubnik, and the other guy that you just said. 
confuse the shit out of yeah. me. Get them all Either way. <laughs> but, you know, I think Colorado, they're an extremely talented team. They're going to be my pick for the Central. Although I think the Pacific Division has a few teams that could be the representer for the Western Conference. But that is going to do it for us here on the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast. Make sure you subscribe if you like the show. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Definitely join the Outsider Sports community. You know, you want to talk with us. You have questions for us. You want to call us out. Leave a comment. We're definitely here to reply. We're here to interact with you guys. Give us a follow. Yeah. Give us a (laughs) follow on X at Outsider Sports Radio. Check us out at OutsiderSports.net. We'll see you next week. Two episodes. We've got the Metro Division and Pacific Division left to preview.